Welcome to the Elder Hour podcast, where we discuss the history of plants from a magical perspective. We'll be exploring the history, lore, and mystical properties of a new plant every single week. I'm your host, Juliette Diaz, an indigenous Taino bruja and seer from a long line of medicine women and men. I have a master's of science in herbal medicine, best-selling author of Witchery, Embrace the Witch Within, and founder of Plant Coven. And I'm your host, Chelsea Selby, owner of occult bath and body brand, Witch Baby Soap, college-educated holistic health practitioner, and lifelong witch. Welcome to season two of Elder Hour. We are kicking off this season in a fiery way with a sun-rolled sunflower. I am... So excited that we are on season two and we're back with the listeners. I know. We, we made it. You. We survived. I know. <laughs> and we miss you so much. Thank you so much for all the support and love that you've been sending us and telling us that you miss us as well. Yeah, we're super excited to be back. And we appreciate all of those messages you've been sending us. It's been, uh, they're amazing, you know, keeping us going. Mm-hmm. So I actually wanted to cover something really quickly about you know what when you think about sunflowers everybody talks about how they face the sun Mm -hmm. so let's throw a little bit of science in there before we get started Mm -hmm. so do sunflowers really follow the sun sunflowers are heliotropic in which they actually follow the movement of the sun as it rises in the east and sets in the west However, scientific um, studies have found that only the buds and the leaves of the sunflowers are heliotropic. The leaves are phototrophic, which means that they tend to grow towards the source. Once the um, the sunflowers have bloomed, they are no longer heliotropic, but remain fixated towards the east where the sun rises. So they actually stop when they become adults. Maybe they get too heavy. Yeah. Well, they just stop being um, heliotropic. And then the leaves, because they reach the sunlight, they stay stuck in that direction, which I thought was still pretty cool. Yeah, it's really interesting. And we're going to dive further into that because I have some info. Yay. Some info. Um, And they are obviously sun ruled. Yes. If you were, if they were anything else, they are masculine. Mm-hmm. Meaning, if you have not listened to season two, you could go back. We talked about this a couple times. Season one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> season one. I'm a little rusty. Um, but basically, you know, masculine and feminine are ways of describing how the energy of a plant it, uh, works. You know, the masculine properties are more outward, where feminine properties are more, like, intuitive and inward. So this is, like good for manifesting and mm-hmm. you know those types of properties um so i found that the first known sunflower dates back to 47.5 million years ago that's amazing it's extinct now but it's you know a, a descendant of today's sunflowers Aww. um it's also native to north and south america okay it's the state flower of Kansas, and um, its scientific name is Helianthus. Helianthus. <laughs> it's actually a pretty badass name. Um, it's derived from the Greek sun god Helios and Anthos, meaning the sun and flower, sunflower. So... It's really interesting that you brought up that heliotropic, yeah. heliotropic 
um, thing because so many of the the term like so much of the terminology that we use just to describe sun oriented things mm -hmm. is connected to Helios. Mm -hmm. And I just always think it's interesting the way that, you know, mythology and occultism and paganism is weaves oh, through all of it, our words. It really does. It's weaved everywhere. But people have, a lot of people have no idea that the words that they're saying come from, you know, pagan deities. Well, I didn't even realize until you just mentioned Helio that it's connected to Heliotropic. Yeah. <laughs> until yeah. you said it. So... Um, Okay, so that actually is, I have a, a Greek mythology Game of Thrones-esque story mm -hmm. about Helios okay. and sunflowers. Okay. Um, so, the connection between the sunflower and Helios is a story of fatal attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, Helios and this I've found this story interchangeably between Apollo Me and too. other people but a lot of stories in Greek mythology kind of ending in the same way I think it would make sense more because um, I do have it with Apollo it doesn't just make it doesn't make any sense yeah I think it makes more sense with the Helios story but anyway so that brings us to the story of the connection between Helios and the sunflower um, it's a story of fatal attraction mm -hmm. in the most Game of Thrones-esque manner. Apparently, an ocean nymph, who's the daughter of Oceanus and Tethys, named Clytie, is that how you... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> falls in love with Helios, and depending on what source you read this from... That love is reciprocated. In other sources, she's just a stage five clinger. I don't know what the real story is. Only Helios and Clyde know. But um, eventually, Helios loses interest in Clyde mm -hmm. and falls for the king of Assyria's daughter, Lukothoe. He, trigger warning, he sneaks into her chambers one night disguised as her mother in only the most it follows fashion and violates her Clyde finds out and she tells Lukothoe's father of this relationship and he goes into a fit of slut shamey rage mad that his daughter has been defiled he ordered her to be buried alive in the sands oh my gosh yes um any feelings that Helios had towards Clyde instantly turned to disdain. So she desperately lies naked on the rocks for nine days without food or water. Helio Helios turns her into a sunflower so she can forever watch him travel across the sky in his chariot. Um, Yours is more disturbing than mine. The tale has a few <laughs> variations. Um, <Yeah>. <laughs> sometimes Apollo and Helios are used interchangeably. Um, Helios is the god of sun, and Apollo is the god of illumination, mm -hmm. ruling over the more intellectual aspects of light rather than the actual physical sun. Um, and he also rules over things like the arts and prophecies. 
So some stories use sunflower and heliotrope interchangeably, and you find that in older texts that it's harder to decipher what the actual plant is. I'm thinking that the it's more likely to be heliotrope rather than the sunflower, mm-hmm. but in a lot of imagery and paintings that you find of Clyde, there's sunflower symbolism and the the sculpt the sculptures of Clyde that exist are all um adorned in sunflowers too which we'll post on our instagram yeah and all of them though they have her turning into a sunflower yeah yeah which is strange because were they even on and this whole ninth day thing also is consistent yeah because on this one, it says, after nine days of hopeless devotion, because Apollo didn't want to have anything to do with her in this version. Mm-hmm. And supposedly, you know, she was just like 100% hot, beautiful. You know, she was someone that, you know, any man would want back then. That's the story. Um, and he didn't want her. So she mourned for nine days and turned, transformed herself into a sunflower and constantly turn towards the sun so she could always be with her one true love, which was this guy. Um, So, yeah, there are some similarities. My version's not so gentle. No, yours was so horrible. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, aw. This was so heartbreaking. Your version sounds like she's, like, the female Gaston. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have... um, do you have more on Greek mythology for her? So I don't. I don't have more on Greek mythology about it. So on here, um, I have immortality for Sunflower. And this was interesting to me because this was not something that I was aware of before. It was just because it comes directly from Chinese culture mm-hmm. um, and symbolism. And it says that the sunflower represents longevity and good luck, and it's considered an auspicious gesture. So to the Chinese, its yellow color symbolizes vitality and an abundance of intelligence. It's a symbol of happiness as well. Sunflower seeds were consumed as snacks by the Chinese royalty as a desire to achieve immortality. At that time, sunflowers were not just a representation of longevity, but they were also believed to radiate powers of immortal. Yeah, you know, it for a while in um, like the Renaissance periods and, you know, medieval times, it was considered to be a sign of nobility and wealth. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Another thing that I was running into when I was researching about sunflowers and i i really don't understand why it's not more prevalent Mm. um especially since sunflowers come from north and south america yes so the 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 lore and traditions that surround sunflowers should not really be so eurocentric but a lot of the info information that's out there is very eurocentric Mm um a lot of sources link it to Aztec and Inca civilizations, and it's harder to find that info I found about how and why, um, obviously because of you know colonization mm-hmm. and destroying records and things like that. I did find it interesting that it's found hammered into gold at Inca temples, 
and it was used to venerate the um, Inca sun god, Inti. Mm. It's said that um, when the Spanish colonizer priests tried to came to South America, that they tried to eradicate it, eradicate sunflowers completely, because of the connection between spirituality and sunflowers and the gods in peruvian inca traditions it was used to as i said before venerate the sun god inti also known as apu panchao Mm. along with offerings of tobacco and i think that in aztec from what i've read it was also used with tobacco too sunflowers and tobacco kind of have gone hand in hand Mm -hmm. so this sun god is also said to be the ancestor of the Inca people, which I think is really interesting because there was like a Twitter convo recently about people realizing that Jesus is an ancestor. What Did do you mean? see that? No. There was like a very popular tweet where people were saying, wait till people find out that Jesus is an ancestor. Of course he's an ancestor. I know, but like... Oh, yeah, but don't, for me? <laughs> people don't like think about it like yeah. that. You know, like they'll be like, ancestral worship is... Or veneration is witchcraft. No, of course. You know, but it's, it's like, true. what do you think you're doing? Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so the golden disc shape of the sunflower uh, symbolizes the golden disc Im- imagery that is associated with Inti. And I guess that is where the connection is. Obviously, this is not my specialty. So I'm not s- speaking from a place of being like, I know this is the truth. From what, what I found, this is what is stated um so he was a benevolent and generous god who ruled over all plants wealth and the universe uh his occasional wrath could be seen during the solar eclipse and during this time um the offerings and sacrifices would be given to appease him his festival the inti Raimi festival it begins on june 24th and last june 21st and last to the 24th which is the uh, winter solstice mm. in south america mm-hmm. uh at the fortress of saxayuman in cusco peru mm-hmm. and this festival was a really really big deal back in the day um before colonization and it persisted um when the colonizers first came over uh it was carried on a much sm- like on a much smaller scale for some time and then was officially banned by viceroy francisco de toledo in 1572 to colonize the region to catholicism and the festival was considered to be pagan by the colonizers they ordered these orders were instituted um when the last inca ruler tupac amaru and all of his family friends and advisors were murdered so it it still goes on today yeah. which honestly speaks to the power of this festival and this feast day. But I just thought it was important to include um, something other than just Eurocentric of focus course. on, <laughs> on we, the sunflower. We have to. <laughs> it's just give credit where credit is due. 100%. I mean, just the sunflower alone, everything about it is powerful. Um, I have here that um 
like even 3000 BC, sunflowers were picked by hunters and gatherers as a natural food source. Um, their seeds could be ground and pounded into flour for bread, which I know this was from Aztec. Yeah. This is how they, they make, you know, kind of like the pita bread. Yeah. So this idea was not invented by Euro yeah yeah (laughs) no totally at this festival um uh, like a you're supposed to fast and then you're supposed to eat corn so it's a very much it's an agricultural like grain focused festival and you know that that was like the life life source pretty much i mean even the seeds you could squeeze um and make into sunflower oil Mm -hmm. so today we have sunflower oil oil that we use and that we cook with it's super important i just don't understand i don't understand why books don't include more of this and they'll just be like an inca god i know what like say the god's name (laughs) i have um plant witchery which is on pre-sale now Uh uh, coming out in october go buy it yes please (laughs) it's a beautiful book and even doing that book because i didn't want to have another plant book out there that repeats you know these um magical properties that you could get from somewhere else so in the book it does there's 200 plants 200 different plant entries Mm -hmm. and of course there's like a little bit of a history um a little bit of the medicinal just to have those there yeah um the magical properties i magical properties and then the wisdom and dream and that whole section is all me. It's all connection to those plants. And it's so interesting that when you do, I did so much research, mm-hmm. even on top of that, just to see the connection between what I have with the plants, what my elders and ancestors have had connection with the plants, and then what they say, you know, in other books. Um, and it's interesting, a lot of the things do contradict because there's always like this one perspective of what a plant can do when in fact this these plants are here for as healers like they're here Mm -hmm. to bring out the healing potential in someone they're here to magnify magic within your practice and within yourself so i really did do a lot of channeling and connection while i was writing those entries i think that's so important because you know a lot of people when they first get into witchcraft they think um like the the word is is law of these these older magical Mm. texts and as you start researching you find different correspondences you find different experiences and also the energy of things can change based on society and culture and a person yeah Mm mm-hmm Uh, Just like a crystal affects people different ways, you know, or has different planetary associations. Plants are very much so the same thing. Just like symbols change, Mm -hmm. you know, if a symbol is taken, like, for example, with the Nazis, they appropriated a lot of symbols and turned them into something really dark. Mm -hmm. And then when you use that symbol, it's not perceived or carrying the same energy as it once did. Yeah. It's totally tainted. You know, a Mm -hmm. lot of people are talking about that right now with the American flag thing, where they're Mm -hmm. like, 
people who have American flags come off as racist, racist. and how interesting that is. Like, whether you believe that or not, but it's it still true. is an interesting it's, concept. It's very true. The way we perceive it here in America. Yeah. I even for looking for houses. And if we go into a town where there's American flags everywhere, I'm like, I do not want to live here. Yeah. It's just interesting. Um, how it in just in sh- such a short period of short time period. you know it could become weaponized it is it's it's sad you know it really is because but in the end i hope you know we're gonna just bring down flags and just recreate a whole new um country because everything about this country since it stole its lands from the yeah. natives has been tainted with murder blood sadness it's interesting I, it, from from a to think of it from a conspiracy theory pers- perspective. Oh, we love that. Every <laughs> the listeners love that. Um, <laughs> it's interesting to contemplate the even the idea of flags, but knowing that globalism scares the shit out of people. Mm-hmm. But globalism is also like everybody wants world peace. Yeah. So how do you get world peace with borders and competition and yeah. things like that? Yep. It's just fascinating to really dissect the the thought behind certain um, agendas and conspiracy theories and the way that people think about them because their wants and the de- their desires lean one way and their ego... And the things that they think about lean another way mm-hmm. into maybe what's more comfortable. And I'm not saying I'm a, a globalist or a conspiracy theorist or any of these things. I just merely like to observe yeah. the psychology behind what makes people fearful of certain things or like pro certain things or nationalism and stuff like that. So it's just very interesting to think about political ideology and how it can be separated from what people actually want you know Mm -hmm. or need right or their actual safety (laughs) yeah and unfortunately it comes you know you think about that what what does that individual need but we also have to think about what would work for everyone yeah and we we can't we can't get there I mean, it's honestly, like we're just stuck at, you know, me, 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 my big home. Mm-hmm. Well, not my big home. I'm talking about <laughs> those who not my big home because uh, I don't have a big home. Um, the only way I'm getting a big home is if it's haunted. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just it's interesting. You know, there's so much that has to change and it does come out. It also it just starts with that psychology and that changing, shifting perspectives and having more people speak up and share their perspectives because you never know. It just might blow your mind that you never even thought about it in that way. Yeah. I just feel like the, what we're in right now is so – it's such a temporary thing, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Like the, the breaking down of barriers and borders and walls is just inevitable. Yep. And – some people will just cling to what we're doing right now in this current time because it's a societal structure that feels comfortable. But really, uh, in my opinion, 
on the scale of like human longevity like i don't see these borders lasting very long they can't it's just really fascinating Mm -hmm. to observe it is it's crazy okay (laughs) speaking of politics um something that you may not have been aware of with sunflowers is that they play a significant role at the front line of anti-nuclear revolutions back in 2011 a radioactive spill from a nuclear um, power plant in fukushima caused an earthquake and tsunami and tsunami that struck Japan. Although the power plant is no longer operating, it still emits radioactive substances into the city's soil. In, a, um, in an effort to absorb the toxicity, a community project called the Fukushima Sunflower Foster Parent Project was launched using sunflowers. Scientists found that sunflowers have the ability to absorb radiation from the soil at a much faster rate than other plants. A Buddhist monk named Koyu Abe, took the initiative to distribute sunflower seeds to volunteers who would then harvest the seeds. Over 8 million sunflowers were planted in Fukushima that year. Um, More than just clearing up a nuclear tragedy, sunflowers were a symbol of hope and faith as well. Then, in Japan, when Ukraine gave up nuclear weapons in favor of world peace, sunflower seeds were planted at the missile bases as the Ukraine government committed to a nuclear-free initiative and hoped for peace between future generations. So who knew that sunflowers were, like, literal warriors? Yeah, that actually ties into some stuff that I wanted to talk about, too. I really love that. Um, they, They are used not only to clean up, like, nuclear radiation, radiation, Mm -hmm. but they're also used for any kind of, like, pollutants. Mm -hmm. Uh, any areas that have maybe been polluted by uh, like factories and heavy metals, etc. Just as dandelions pull everything from the soil, right. um, so do sunflowers. And I think that's really interesting because uh, that leads me into like some more magical aspects mm. of the sunflower. Um, the reason why dandelions are used for you know calling ghosts and the dead is because the roots of the dandelion reach about generally six to 18 inches into the dirt but they can go much further if they're left to their own devices dandelions can reach about 10 feet down into the soil so that made me curious because i was finding some info about how sunflowers can also be used to like venerate the dead or be left on an ancestral off altars etc um and i looked into it and the sunflower roots go about five feet into the ground so essentially they're pulling all of that like underworld energy to the surface that you know that ground i mean they're almost six feet deep Mm -hmm. you know so they pull that not only that anything that's left under the soil polluting the earth, but they also pull that underworld spirit energy out. And I just found that really interesting. And, and they do have that energy. Yeah. Like I talk about it in the book. If you want to listen to the energy of a sunflower, you can actually feel it and hear it. Yeah. When you put your ear next to it and you close your eyes, you could feel the vibration from the sunflower to your flesh and you could just sense it. And it does have this 
kind of underground mystical um, energy about it. I totally agree. You know what they kind of remind me of? And I don't know why, but like when I like see sunflowers, it reminds me of like horse eyes. Oh, ew, they do. And also, like, they, they feel like something. You know, like, when you're, like, holding a small dog's head in your hands? Like, you just, like, put both of your hands on the side of the dog's head and you're just, like, cupping its head. Yeah. Like, sunflowers have that very, like, similar energy. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It just feels like, like it has an energy for sure. Like, that... I don't know. It just gives me the same feeling as, like, touching a small animal's head. Like a baby. So maybe pure, you would get pure energy from a little yeah, animal. I don't, I don't know what it is. But, but it has, like, a similar. It definitely has, you know what it is? It, it probably, for you, has that that energy. Because I know, like, I have a friend who she's obsessed with sunflowers. Mm-hmm. And for her, she tells me that when she's touching them or they're near her and she feels its energy, she re- it reminds her of being next to an ocean, which mm. I found really weird because to me, that's not how I connect or feel off of it. For me, it also has a very dark, nurturing um, energy to it. So yeah. maybe to you, it's like a loving, nurturing. Yeah, I don't. It's very strange, but it feels like it doesn't feel like holding something else like it just feels like it's also like thick i don't know (laughs) it's like thick and hairy (laughs) i don't know it's a small animal (laughs) i mean you know man my brain so these these oh you know what actually that's very interesting that you s- talk about that dark energy mm-hmm. that it has because black sunflowers are associated with Baba Yaga. <gasps> really? Yeah. I tried to go a li- like find exactly why. Um, and I found some story about, you know, searching for a black sunflower mm-hmm. that like, she sends a boy named Dimitri or something along those lines on the search for a black sunflower. But it was hard to find the story because there's also a play called Baba Yaga and the black sunflower. Mm. And like, that's all I was finding about it. I don't know if that's what the play is about. (laughs) I have really, I couldn't find a lot on it. So if you find, or you know about Baba Yaga and the black sunflower, Please let us know what yes. that is about because I'm very curious. Remember, we have a blog um, where we share any images and extra content into from the podcast to the blog. Mm-hmm. You can leave comments there, share with us, talk there, or on our Instagram. So, um, as far as paganism is concerned you're going to see sunflowers being utilized for a lot of like summer pagan sabbaths and rituals. Mm -hmm. Um, It's often seen for Lunasad and it is used for Litha as well. Uh, It was worn initially for fertility, Mm -hmm. which we've discussed fertility before on the podcast. I don't remember what episode that was. What episode was that? I'm not sure. 
Fertility. Fertility. I think we spoke about it a Walnut? couple of times, though. Maybe. Jupiter's nuts. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think we might have talked about it on the awesome. episode. Um, but fertility doesn't necessarily mean um, Sex birthing. Time. It could be, you know, having a fertile mindset for new ideas and just bringing in opportunities for growth and things like that so i i could tell you that this plant was a fertility plant without having to read any folklore or anything like that because it's absolutely packed full of seeds yes and typically anything that has a ton of seeds it's abundant yeah is going to be a fertility plant like Mm -hmm. pomegranate um you know strawberries Anything that is also phallic shaped mm-hmm. is usually a fertility thing. But whenever has some, something has a bunch of seeds, you can just go ahead and assume that's probably a fertility plant. So yep. if you're out identifying things in the wild, seeds equal fertility. Um, the other thing that I noticed about the seeds in relation to the seeds if you are one of those sacred geometry people, this has the golden ratio yes. in its seed pattern. Yes. Um, so one thing that I thought would be interesting to do with uh, with a sunflower, and you can do it for, you know, any of the pagan holidays, the pagan solar holidays, you could pr- create like a crystal grid. Yes, that's ex- actually... Um, you're thinking the same thing I don't create like I just put a seed I would put it in the middle like where the main crystal would be in the center yeah but I never thought about creating the whole thing with it yeah you could do sunflowers and crystals like maybe like solar crystals like citrine or any type of like yellow crystal yes yeah I think that'd be pretty I like that um that's powerful the other things that you can use sunflowers for are confidence, protection, vigor, fame, fortune, truth, as in illumination, mm-hmm. um, loyalty, and fertility. Um, in the shadow, this flower has been associated with unrealistic goals, arrogance, vulgar displays of wealth, probably dating back to when it was, you know, exotic. Yeah in europe yeah actually it was exactly 3000 bc when russia commercialized it oh yeah and took it from native america um, north africa north america (laughs) sorry guys so interesting well in relation to some of the other things that we've talked about that is such a long time Mm -hmm. a long because what what the the pepper didn't go to Italy until like the 1500s right. BC, uh, AD, you know? Yeah, so. sunflower's been here That yeah, for a minute. It's been a long time. That's crazy. So I like um, sunflowers for, for my practice. Um, every time I have kind of, I, I'm kind of like stirring str- away from the word awakening because it's, to me more, it's more like a death and rebirth that happens. Mm-hmm. Right. And we tend to call it awakening. Yeah. Um, But you have to like acknowledge the death part and people don't acknowledge the death part in this light and love community, spirituality, illusion crap. Right. Yeah. It's very like um, 
like let's just skip the part where we just literally went through hell to get to where we are now yeah I, I mean I've had people in like a disagreement like love and light me as a you know bless your heart I've been literally love and light bitch <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> I literally I've been very vocal lately about um, my stance um, this year with the whole love and light um, illusion and happiness only and, and ignoring your shadow self and ignoring real emotion in real life because obviously they came out with they came out swinging this year with yeah. you know oh if you feel anything other than love and light during a fear pandemic you obviously are not You're doing not enough work doing the work shut the what As like that spiritual just blew, bypassing it's fucking bypassing it's colonized spirituality it's you gotta stop and I, I've, I've been talking about it a lot so sunflower actually really is important to tie in that shadow i mean if you look at the sunflower the center of it is just black yeah and then you have this beautiful light bright sun Mm -hmm. energy from the petals radiating out yeah and like you said it deep into the core and then it reaches up to it's very the sun as above so below yeah so this the whole i'm like i got little chills because we always get to like a nice little flow where yeah. conversations everything aligns right mm-hmm. um so for the sunflower i really do find because of the significance of how aztecs did use it um devotion worship and it's a really great um flower to use for self-worship yeah. and a lot of us don't really realize that we need to worship ourselves we really are these mini gods and goddesses with a whole punch of power um and when we're going through these phases in our life where we're going through death and rebirth meaning you don't feel like your old self anymore you just went through something emotionally physically spiritually and now you you're someone different you just got through that that war um having sunflowers on your altar or just there to represent to congratulate yourself to to have some worship for yourself because you have a spirit within you and you have to worship that spirit. You have to congratulate that spirit and remind it of, you know, what a great job is actually doing. Yes. That is, I so agree with you. And that brings me to um, something that I've been thinking about a lot, mm-hmm. actually. Um, with people waking up and becoming more spiritual and things like that. I think there's a tendency in new age and in mostly new age literature to um, focus on the dissolving the ego. And Mm -hmm. when you talk about us as many gods and goddesses and, you know, we are macrocosm, microcosm, a smaller image of the universe. Mm -hmm. Um, the ego is important and it is there for a reason. Yeah. And when we're talking about sun and masculine energy, the sun is very egocentric. Mm. The sun is the ego and the moon is your darker intuitive, like, you know, subconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people that focus on the more feminine aspects of spirituality and it throws you out of balance yeah you know you can't that's why there's the yin and yang that's why there's the sun and moon 
you don't want to be the moon all the time. Right. The sun is important. And, and I love this in terms of the gender conversations we are having today and more people being non-binary mm-hmm. because the divine masculine is important. Super. And not only is the divine masculine important, I want you to really think about it. I want you to get outside of what society deems as masculine or or whatever everyone has a masculine and feminine side oh yeah every single person it's not just to praise men by saying the divine masculine Mm -hmm. and the divine feminine does not just apply to women and and i really i'm sorry if this offends anybody i really cannot stand womb-centric talk around the divine feminine because everyone has a divine feminine aspect it's coming out this year though it's yeah people we are um honing down on those things like that that's toxic yeah and and it's toxic and hurtful especially to people who don't identify a certain way especially our trans um queens right And, and 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 goddesses and if you start questioning everything how does this apply then to this person if this person associates him or herself this way it doesn't make sense and it doesn't make sense because these things are have been taken out of context mm-hmm. like the whole feminine and masculine yeah it's i am super masculine i am so fucking masculine. <laughs> it's like, like fuck you with the whole i have to be super femme and i have to and and then that's see what I just did there. Also, super femme. Super femme doesn't even have anything to do with feminine, with the with the divine femme, yeah. right? So we were we're crossing. I've always the words felt and lines. like a lot of pressure to adhere to certain societal roles as as a woman um, in today's society. Okay. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, I've always been super in touch with my divine masculine. Um, you know, I've always embodied aspects, especially the time that I spent in the music scene. That's a very, like, obviously it can go in a very dark masculine energy mm-hmm. place. It can go in a very, like, hot-headed, angry. Um, but I have learned through those avenues, through spending time in more masculine energy, my ability to manifest, my ability mm-hmm. to be unstoppable. Listen, listen to what she's saying, because that is truth right there. And, you know, men who are encouraged to step into that divine masculine energy uh, carry that ego confidence mm-hmm. that allows them to apply for jobs with 40% of the experience mm-hmm. and get it, mm-hmm. you know? So it's it's important to harness both of these energies within yourself. Everybody carries the divine masculine. Everybody carries the divine feminine. And focusing solely on only the intuitive aspects because you feel like you have to because you're a woman is denying yourself yes. of the full spectrum of your abilities. The same thing with men. Mm-hmm. They're cutting them off. Exactly. Telling you can't have um, feminine energy. You can't possibly yeah. cry. You can't possibly be, toxic be loving like a, a woman should. So since the beginning of 
fucking time they've been separating us. Yeah. The light and shadow separating it, separating the masculine and the feminine, separating it. Why do you think they're trying to separate our parts? Yeah. Because it separates our power. Yep. It dims our power. Mm -hmm. And I literally just wrote a post about this just the other day where I said, I am love and light, but also a child of darkness. Yes. And that was my post and I explained why. And that whole, um, you know, misconception that darkness is bad and evil and, and you're worshiping um, Satan or the devil, whatever it is that you want to fucking believe that's evil. Sorry, I've been yeah. throwing F-bombs today. No, it's we have it's been a while. No, listen, it's been months <laughs> since I've had adult conversation yeah. with anyone. I've been home like a hermit. Yeah. Um, so I'm sorry, loves. It's more than usual. Um. But yes, we're stepping into the divine masculine and we're dropping F-bombs. Yes, we are. <laughs> and it's, you know, you start ripping these things apart and you're like, oh, my God, all this time I've been thinking that I've, I'm broken or that I'm unhealed more than we th- than you really are. Right. Yes, yeah. we have healing to do, but you're thinking you have a lot of more healing to do because you're still not fitting into this one one side or the other and you just cannot as a spiritual and human being right as a spiritual being and a human being you cannot it is not part of your your being to choose to be light or shadow because you're not one or the other you're both and both of them are good both of them work mm-hmm. for the good of you. There is nothing. You know how if you believe in God and God created you in the perfect perfect way, guess what? It, the universe created you in the most perfect way. It would not put in you darkness and light if darkness was bad. Okay? It put that in you because it's a part of you and they work both to make you a more powerful being. We came to this earth to become more powerful beings. Yeah. Not to think and be here the whole time thinking that we're not powerful and that we have a whole lot of work to do to reach this illusion that humans made up. Yeah. Bad humans. Very, very bad humans. <laughs> it's just, you know, if it was all day, daylight, all day long. Awful. Like, the daylight would become the darkness. Look at it nature. It would become bad. Look at nature. <laughs> Look at the universe, right? There's yeah. light, there's sun, and then there's nighttime. Yeah, you need Night both. Nighttime, you're resting. You're yeah. going into the spirit world. You're you're literally resetting. How can that darkness be bad? And then you're waking up with the sun and the beauty and the you know illumination. You, there's creativity. Mm-hmm. You know, there's those two happening right there. And just like the seasons, it is normal to go through phases yes. where you are yes. more in one or the other. Yes. You know, it is a normal thing, but they still are both present. The earth Unless crafted. you live in Alaska. <laughs> just <laughs> mind blown moment. But, but you you have to you have to go through both and they both phases are fucking important super you know it's important to have the the longer periods of introspection where you're more in your darker aspect in the winter and you're more of a hermit and you're more you're just taking it in you're taking in the lessons and you're learning and you're like absorbing everything that happened that year and then when the sun is out longer in the summer and the spring you're you know doing and 
you know, making mistakes and messing up and fumbling and you're getting stuff done, you're learning good lessons, you're, you know, achieving, Mm -hmm. creating. Yeah. And then it's just a cycle. So stepping into that more masculine aspect of doing in the in those brighter months and then being in the darker months is very important. And realizing that you have both of those things in you is a huge spiritual lesson. To only focus on love and light is just completely depriving yourself. It's, it's toxic, guys. I know that a lot of us are stepping up and confronting these people. Um because there's a lot of them. There's a lot of, you know, big accounts, these, you know, supposed huge spirituality people who with big book sales or whatever and following. Um, and all they're doing is creating a toxic environment. And and they're creating a toxic environment where people can't talk about real issues. You can't because if you leave a common, God forbid. You know, where you talk about racism sexism things like that they don't talk and then about it. for a while even on our page whenever we would talk about stuff like that people would be like i don't follow for this type of um for politics and that's like, when two I, months ago i said fuck you to every single people who told me they were gonna unfollow me i had a ton of people yeah, we lost like we lost a followers. lot and i'm happy i did because yeah, if you fine, were following I mean, me ill you were adding that neg- that gross energy into yeah. me you weren't you weren't following me for the right reasons yeah you weren't following chelsea for the right reasons what, what we are not is people who say they're we're not gurus what we are not is people who tell you what to do what we are is that we tell you to follow your own intuition we tell you to open your eyes we tell you to stop following and start leading with spirit and yourself mm-hmm. so you need to find more of those people more people like us that are not telling you you need to be this way that way that you're wrong you're broken um, that you have to choose we come from a place of experience of a place of that we've been through there we're still going through there we're not yeah, it's it's not a journey that ends it like, doesn't spirituality end. is not a path that just one day it's over and that's it like it's, you're done pack it up so get yourself a coven even if it's a virtual one like you're chilling with us today that understands this journey that understands that we are all seekers and that there is no god on this planet right now that we all have to look to and the only god you have to look to is the one within you that's who you look into we're literally telling you guys that you're pure magic you're powerful i don't even know what to say after (laughs) (laughs) that's all you need to say (laughs) so let's just leave it off with this herbal essence in the 90s you know when sunflowers were like all the rage and everybody had like sunflower dresses and everything like that um they had an affirmation for sunflowers and it is i am calling of peace and dissolving separation which is so interesting if you think about it because we just had a whole conversation on dissolving separation yes we did of the divine masculine and the divine feminine light of dissolving dark. borders mm-hmm. of dissolving light and dark. Mm-hmm. And I think that that totally encompasses that whole conversation that we just had. It really truly is the flower of personal growth and elevation yes. just in the way that it grows so tall and its growth seems almost unstoppable. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just another conversation where we totally 
aligned again. Yeah. So interesting the way that That's happens. That's beautiful. 